Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we've got an action-packed episode to present to you with Gene and Randall. Joining us in just a sec is Erica Lukes, who hasn't been around for a while, but she's back. And a little bit later in the show, in our second portion, we'll be hearing from James Fox, who is director and producer of that film he's been working on for a while, The Phenomenon. And we'll talk about that and how things went and when you'll be able to see it. But right now, unfortunately, we have some sad, sad news to report. And it's about somebody who we haven't heard from for quite some time. And that is Ted Phillips, who, of course, was well known as an investigator of UFO trace evidence. And we hear now that he has died at the age of 78. Erica, have you ever encountered Ted? You know what I have had, I did have several communications with him and I was really hoping that I could, could learn more from him. But I know that over the past few years, he has not been in the best of health and he pulled back to, to spend time with his family and, and enjoy life. That's unfortunate because he was such a wealth of knowledge and I wish I would have had the opportunity to get to know him. He was on the PowerCast three times. And in fact, I'm looking at the episodes right now. So those of you who want to check our archives at the site, of course, that's theparacast.com. You will find him on the shows for March 30th, 2008, January 25th, 2009, and August 1st, 2010, one of the early episodes we did with Chris O'Brien. Now, of course, the thing about Ted Phillips is his work was important in one very important respect, which may be the most important respect of all. One of the big pieces of evidence that has been lacking for the most part in UFO sightings is some physical trace. And that was Ted's stock and trade, keeping track of trace evidence and capturing it. I just wonder if anybody's going to take over from him. Have you heard anything, guys? I haven't, but I certainly hope that that happens because his work is too valuable to let that just fall by the wayside. I know that he was close with a couple of people. I think, I believe Dave Stinnett, uh, hopefully somebody will, will carry on. Well, yeah. I mean, he was born in 1942 and was mainly active between uh, the 60s and the 80s and famous for doing the physical trace catalog. He felt that one of the things that was problematic in all of that is the confusion between real crop circles and the ones that are known to be fakes. And he spent quite a bit of time trying to figure out which was which. And one of his big areas of investigation was the Marley Woods area, where it was kind of a mirror area where lots of paranormal stuff occurred. I think that was ended up in some place in Missouri, right? Yeah, I know he specialized in Missouri, and that, that's where he lived most of his life. So, Yes, he, that, that was. And, it, it, you know, that's another one of those areas that is so important. It's much like the Uinta Basin and Yakima and many places all over the world that experience similar types of phenomenon. So that's he really did good work there. And I hope someday that we're actually able to see what he worked on. You know, this is going to be an important building block for all of us who are trying to move forward. 
I think a big thing here about UFO investigators when they get out of the field or sad to say they're no longer around is getting a hold of their body of work. And that isn't always possible. I know with Gray Barker, they made a museum with APRO. They stuck everything in a file cabinet and no one has been able to get it. Right. And that is, is one thing, you know, I have, I'm good friends with Barry Greenwood and he's the world's foremost archivist. I have a great deal of respect for him. And, you know, I watch him try to, to locate specific uh, holdings and to try to get them and, and scan them and preserve them. And it is very difficult. Now you've got different organizations uh, like MUFON who have now decided that they're going to get, get into the data collection, you know, get, let's get all the files kind of get Game. But unfortunately, as we know, MUFON isn't uh, known for putting things forward to the public, which is unfortunate. So we've got to, as people that care about this subject, really work overtime to make sure that we let people know that there is a safe place for their work to go and it will be shared with the public. That's the one thing that MUFON to me is just a place to collect sightings. I have no beef with the individuals who are part of it. They seem to be nice people. Certainly the executive director of MUFON is a nice guy. But in terms of doing research, again, it's just collecting sightings. And where does that take us? I have written, and this is coming at no surprise to anybody, it takes just one case to present a mystery that has to be solved. If you got tens of thousands, what are you doing with them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we know after 50 years, not not a lot <laughs> other than probably giving them or selling the information and also uh, kind of muddying the waters, you know, not making this a real credible thing. So I have done several shows as of late about, you know, where, where are these files going to? And I want to just stress that MUFON has thrown their hat into the game and they're trying to get files. And apparently they've got some funding behind them to do that. But as I unfortunately saw with the Elaine Douglas files, they have no desire to make that work publicly known. And that's something that really needs to be, we need to address that. Would you explain yeah, what the Elaine Douglas issue is about for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Elaine Douglas was the former Utah State MUFON director, and she was a very spicy woman. She worked hard, and you either loved her or you didn't, and there were no two ways about that. Her big thing was abduction research, but she also began to realize later in her life, unfortunately, she passed away, that there was... Uh, something wrong with MUFON. She started to question the relationship with Bigelow and felt that he was perhaps um, involved with the government, was concerned about the sharing of, of personal information, and also tried to do a little bit of work with regard to some of the, the questions that were raised by specific people about tax questions uh, for the nonprofit. So when I was, when I became, I took her place uh, as Utah State Director for MUFON, I began to ask questions about some of the things that she was working on, and I, I wanted to to build on her work, as all of us should, you know, we shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel, and 
I tried to work with a woman who had her files at the time. And unfortunately, this woman was not very forthcoming about that information. I had arranged, the woman gave me the files and I'd arranged to take a trip out to Oklahoma to pick them up and then bring them back here and, and preserve them and get them out to people that could do research. And the Jan Harz and the executive director stepped in and came in and took the files. And he promised me because I had a conversation with him and also sent uh, communications to the board of director asking what had happened. But he promised he would make certain files available to me, which he has not held up his his end of, of the deal. I have learned since all of that took place, which has been about a year and a half ago, that there was a, a lot of incriminating evidence in there. And Elaine truly was looking into Bigelow, was looking into uh, MUFON and, and different things. So I can understand. Now I look back on it and I, kn- I know why they, they didn't want me to get a hold of those files. Very interesting. And it doesn't surprise me in the least, actually. Like Gene says, you know, Jan Harzan, he always comes across as as really genuine when he's doing interviews. But we don't really know what goes on in the offices. And my first impression of Mufon was that they've, they've got this spotty, spotted pass. I, I wrote to them. I said, I'm in Calgary. This was before the Internet. Uh, and volunteered to start analyzing cases, cataloging them according to the Hynek Valley system. Let's break here. And we'll talk about... The attempted interaction with MUFON by Randall. With Erica, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Erica Lukes rejoining us on the Paracast after a while. We'll talk about what she's been up to some of which, of course, is the MUFON issue and what they're doing with all that stuff they're collecting. A little bit later in the show, we'll be hearing from James Fox telling us about the movie he finally completed, The Phenomenon. But right now, Randall, you were talking about your attempts to strike up some kind of association with MUFON. Right. Yeah, that was back when I first was starting uh, USI, and I thought, well, let's do the networking then. This is a mutual UFO network. Let's network. I'll volunteer time. And uh, I got a letter back from them saying that if I wanted to have anything to do with them, first I had to pay to be a member, and I had to pay $10 per case file in order to be able to study them and do the volunteer work for them. I wasn't in a position to do that then. I'm not even in a position to do that now. I just thought, okay, what kind of operation is this really? Wow. So I that's a new thing that you actually had to pay $10 to get a case file. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh I, mean, I think the internet is maybe changing that. You know, I'm hoping that the changes are for the better. But, you know, we've heard your story in the past as well, Erica. I'm sure that there's a lot of us out here who really empathize with that sort of a situation and what's been going on with them. And it is a concern. But what do you do when the most popular game in town 
Well, I don't think they are. I think maybe a couple of people might think that, but they're on the board of directors. Um, I, I really feel, you know, they've lost a lot of, of leverage. And I think that's why the executive director is so hot on collecting uh, research now, because that's where the money's at. You know, they've lost by all accounts, a lot of people that were field investigators and state directors and things. And I think if you look at how many uh, state directors they have now, you'll notice that there's probably one person that is the state director over several states. So that should say a lot about the popularity. And I also think that, you know, there are better ways when you really look at it, if you're going to investigate cases and maintain integrity with the database, I, I certainly I wouldn't necessarily do it with a large organization, especially an organization where, where the lack of, of training of people can really inhibit what the case disposition is and taint, you know, taint everything. The thing that bothers me, of course, is the nickel and diming. And they remind me of a web host called GoDaddy, where everything is separated into separate costs. And it's kind of like MUFON's doing. They're following that playbook. And the important thing here, of course, is not the money, although you need it. It's the research. Now, the other shoe has to drop here, too. The only way the organization can stay in existence with a full-time director and staff is to have money, to sell membership, to sell extra product. So where do you draw the line? You know, I mean, absolutely. You have to you have to cover your costs. You have to pay for expenses, for the office space, for all sorts of things. And there's, as a business owner, I know there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. But you know, you also have to look at the fact that they have been involved in media deals and selling of, of cases. And there's a lot of ways that they have potentially made money that is not necessarily showing up. There are some questions that probably should be addressed. You know, the more time passes and the more I see that that's not, they're not really going to be relevant for much longer. Thank, thank goodness we're going to move on <laughs> to something different. I mean, this is like the seventh sign of the apocalypse right here, but... <laughs> Well, so many people are doing their own thing these days since the Internet came into the picture. There's been an explosion of people who have gone out and decided to just go independently into investigating and say, well, OK, look, if I'm going to be hampered by the bureaucracy, I'm just going to do away with it. I will go do this myself. I will figure out a way to do it. You're a perfect example. You've got a fabulous show with the. Thank you. Yeah. And um the Paracast keeps going. But now I'm also seeing that there are so many of us out there that we find ourselves interviewing each other <laughs> as often as we're interviewing guests. And the market is almost getting saturated with uh, UFO podcasts. What do you think about that situation? You know what? I mean, it's there is a younger generation. There is no doubt. And I have no doubt in my mind that the uh, a lot of what we're seeing, people blogging and different things, that that might have something to do with the big To the Stars Academy movement and, and marketing effort. I do think that there is an interest in a younger generation. And now we have to be savvy and make sure that we're reaching them just as much as organizations or or factions that have money behind them to get the word out to the public and the public can get the information that's one of the cool things about the age that we live in now is that if you want to find the information all you really have to do is go looking for it 
And, and, and with that said, and it's true, it's, I, it's a wonderful thing. You know, people have to be savvy enough to understand that, you know, if you are, are Googling specific things or you're going to social media groups and trying to get information, that some of that is manipulated. And there is there is disinformation out there, as there always has been. But now, since we've got the Internet, it's a lot easier to access people and give out information that isn't accurate. And so I tried, you know, to look at the work of Barry Greenwood, uh, who's an archivist and historian, and who wrote the groundbreaking book uh, back in the 80s, Clear Intent, uh, and about government secrecy. And then, you know, look at Jan Aldrich from Project 1947. Again, a historian. He's been around for a long, long time. There, There's some great people there, and we need to make sure that we're promoting them so, so the younger generation has a good platform instead of just looking at some of the garbage that we see. It, although, I mean, just, you know, just on the flip side of all of that, too, though, I mean, yes, we're talking now about the serious side of ufology, the part where we know that, that there's something real going on. Uh, I unashamedly admit that I believe alien visitation is a reality. At the same time, what you're saying is also true about people who are just in it for the business or for the entertainment or to make a name for themselves. But if we kind of, step back from both of those things and look at it as an entire field where the cultural aspect, including the more colorful characters, make up part of the history, then the whole thing becomes interesting again, so long as a person can remain objective about it. You know, and that's that's great. And I I mean, I, I absolutely you know agree with that there is there is something genuine there is something worthy of of research and there are people that are addressing that and doing incredible work and for somebody who has had experiences throughout my entire life i i know you know that's why i got into it and i I, the one thing that i've really been trying to stress lately is if you have a personal experience i i might hold that a little closer to your vest so if you try to you know because i i noticed that when i you reached out to the ufo community or, or different places to get an explanation for what I had experienced, that that, my experience, it was almost as if it was uh, the power of my experience was taken away from me. Let's break here. More to come. Erica Lukes, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNlife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNlife.com or 844-443-6637. 
Join me, George Norrie, in Indian Wells, California, May 29th to June 1st for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference, an epic weekend of exploration into UFOs, ancient civilizations, crop circles, and so much more. Over 150 lectures, panels, workshops, and events with leading experts Paul Hellyer, Linda Moulton Howe, Nick Pope, Emery Smith, Stephen Greer, Russell Targ, Doc Wallach, Leslie Kane, and more. Get your tickets at contactinthedesert.com. It's time to make contact. Contactinthedesert.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. After days of resisting, President Trump says he's been tested for the coronavirus. The test comes after it was revealed that he was in close contact with two Brazilian officials who have since tested positive for the virus. I also took the test last night, yeah. And I decided I should, based on the press conference yesterday, people were asking, did I take the test? I don't know, whatever it takes, a day or two days, whatever whatever it is, they send it to a lab. Reporters attending the briefing had their temperatures taken, and one person who had a slight fever was kept out of the room. Vice President Mike Pence says those international travel restrictions are now being expanded. The president has made a decision to suspend all travel to the United Kingdom and Ireland, effective midnight Monday night, Eastern Standard Time. This is USA Radio News. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. Message and data rates may apply. Help! Seriously, I'm too young for hair loss. My hairline keeps creeping back. Receding? I got this bald spot. Uh, it's thinning everywhere. I'm gonna have to give up and shave it. Dude. Put down the razor, because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is about to give you your real hair back permanently. Don't ignore the signs of hair loss. Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit that reveals all the signs and a free gift card to anyone who texts KIT88 to 85850. Bosley will show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Plus, since Bosley has new non-surgical options, you owe it to yourself to text now for an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off, no matter what level of hair loss you have. Text KIT88 to 85850. K-I-T-88 to 85850. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. She does that great. I'm going to record that and we're going to 
put echo on special. We don't need special effects. Erica Lukes is with us. Please go on. I mean, Gene, it's funny since the, I did the first show with you, how my thoughts have changed a little bit. I've become a little bit more cynical, but I, you know, with that said, I still, I still know, like I said, that people are having incredible, important, life-changing experiences. And we have to hold those very close to us to not look to other people for answers because we won't get them. The answers are within us. However, you know, I mean, that could, that sounds like some bad Hallmark card, but it's, (laughs) it's the truth. And I, I definitely think that we need to be very steadfast in in making sure that we are looking when we're looking for answers and we look to people in the community that we understand we might need to do homework just to protect ourselves and i don't i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's just being smart and, and maintaining power well yeah homework is really important for sure to take some time before getting involved with any group is my advice to do a little bit of research about the group, talk to some of the people who are running it and talk to some other groups, do a comparison, do just like if you were writing a report, do some cross-referencing, look them up. Uh, You've got the ability to look them up and find out a lot about them before ever getting involved. But I'm a little bit curious here though, just before the break, you were saying that by sharing your experiences with some people, you felt as though for you, the the power of your experience was taken away from you. Can you help us understand that a, a bit more? Right. I, I, so, you know, sometimes you you have these personal experiences, and I look at, at and I hate to say Skinwalker Ranch because there's so much going on with that. It's just a powder keg. But you know, you look at the fact that specific places, or even what they're doing with to the Stars Academy, it's like they're taking an object and they're labeling it as a threat, and how do they know that? Of course, we need to be diligent because we don't know what we're dealing with, but to automatically assume that it's a threat and to put that out there, that's creating a sense of of distrust uh, in your own personal sighting, uh, in your own personal experience. I mean, it's, you know, and we know that there is a definite need to steer the narrative. And so, I just think if you have a sighting, Write it down, um, find a few trusted people to share it with, but don't turn to to others to tell you what your sighting meant. Don't ask an expert to give their expert Preferably opinion. Preferably not. <laughs> or the next thing you know, it's going to be their story instead of yours. Right. Or, you know, uh, you, you see, too, you know, it's like there's a big faction that is saying that the, this is, um, they put a religious perspective uh, viewpoint on it. And so people that have had sightings are looking to that community and, oh, it's it's not this, it's that. And so everybody wants to put a label on it based on their belief systems. And it, it's... You know, find find your own belief system and go with it. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned Skinwalker, and uh, I have to bring this up because you've been really quite involved in doing an analysis of it yourself and looking into all of the information and interviewing people who have been involved. And uh, on one of your uh, recent shows, you even had a clip from the Paracast, a Paracast episode, which was really good with uh, Christopher O'Brien, uh, one of our past co-hosts, excellent uh, field investigator, uh, probably the 
most excellent field investigator I think I've ever had the pleasure of uh, working with. Yes, and it's incredible. And that, I just want to say that that was, you know, that is one of the most important moments that, that we have had. And I was telling Jean when I asked for permission to use the clip from the 2012 show with David Weatherly and, and Ryan Skinner and Jean, they were interviewing Chip, who was a guard up, up during the Bass days. And to have that on record and to be able to go back to that now with the research that I'm doing, that is really critical. So thank you, Gene, for, for doing that and, and letting me use that to get that information out. I'm preparing the invoice right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so naughty. <laughs> you know what's really great about this? So it's, it's showing people in the ufology community that people can work together. We can network together and we can do it in a way that's positive. And I think that's really important. It is. Absolutely. And I mean, you, you're the guest that you have up next, James Fox. You know, it's like I just think the world of him. I mean, he's a great guy and I wish him a lot of success. And there are some really incredible people that I have met that I will be friends with for the rest of my life. Now, one of the things about that episode and about the Skinwalker, and uh, w- which I was really wanting to bring up with you, is one of the facets that you've been highlighting for quite some time now, particularly with that story, is, well, it's one of the same things I've been saying right from the start. So you're certainly not alone on this. And that's the possibility that the area around the ranch is more likely to be some kind of a PSYOPs testing ground than uh, anything to do with aliens. Absolutely. Yeah. That, you know, it, it's, it, this is a, I mean, just to look back and look at the history, look at when, when the, you know, the skinwalker lore was put into the public to look at some of the people that were involved with NIDS and, and, and Bigelow and, and Bass and different things. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was a very startling discovery for me being in Utah. I'd, I'd never wanted to believe that was the case, but there's just too much evidence now that that is the case. And even if we're dealing with UAP, as they like to claim, by their own admission, decade after decade, people were seriously injured on the ranch. So who who will take responsibility for putting people in harm's way without their consent during the Bigelow days? You know, there's some serious questions that need to be answered and people need to look at Skinwalker Ranch and and view that as it needs to learn from the things that have happened there. Oh, definitely. But then aren't there signs all around there, though, that say, you know, don't trespass on the land? So, I mean, if somebody decides to ignore the signs and go onto the property anyway, one you know, person could say, well, you know, they're asking for trouble. And, you know, we it's like a big disclaimer. Keep out. Don't go there. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a a liability aspect to that. But I think that, unfortunately, what I've seen through some of the interviews I've conducted over the years is the fact that that what's happening isn't necessarily just happening on the ranch it's happening in the in the surrounding community and so that makes it um a little more concerning and also the fact that 
people, you know, during, like I was saying, the Bass days, I mean, these people that worked for Bass were sent out there and exposed to things, and they were never asked for consent, but the people that were the upper echelon at Bigelow, Bigelow specifically told them, you're not allowed to go on the property, that the scientists weren't allowed to go on the property with the exception of maybe one or two in that time frame, and so they knew full well that there was something going on that could have very significant Significant health uh, impacts, and I, I think that there is a definite need to address that. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, something in the military was being tested on unsuspecting uh, civilians or even their own people in the military. We we know that's gone on in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you look at this, it, it's it, it was beautifully done. It was beautifully orchestrated. Um, you know, you've got a you've got a belief system. You've got the Native Americans in that area. You can incorporate their the Skinwalker lore. You can incorporate some of the work that Junior Hicks and Frank Salisbury did with the Utah UFO display, which is a really important book. And you know, you take that and then you create this narrative. And so when there is something that perhaps ventures off the property <laughs> and another person is affected by it, instead of saying, I need to seek answers from the government or from Bigelow or different people like that, you know, you could say, oh, it's just that UFO. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. It, it's and perfect. It, sure. It wouldn't be the first time either. And, uh, of course, we've had uh, John Alexander on the show, and he was in PSYOPs in the military. We'll talk about our experiences with John Alexander. We have Erica Jean Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. John Alexander has been one of our more interesting guests, hasn't he, Randall? Definitely. And uh, he would be one of the first to admit that that's exactly the profile that you would see for some sort of a PSYOPs operation. Plausible deniability is a beautiful thing, isn't it? uh, Well, (laughs) uh, they did that with the skyhook balloons, right? Yeah. And the SR-71 and some of the MK Ultra tests and Mm -hmm. and so on. I mean, there, there is a long history of that happening. So we also know something about DARPA the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and how they are responsible for developing such things as ultrasonic projectors, which can project a voice that sounds like it's coming from inside your head from like up to a mile away, maybe more for all we know. So when they can do that, as well as they've got microwave projectors, 
I noticed in your interviews that this was something that was mentioned, the, the presence of certain kinds of radiation. So if you've got a microwave projector that can actually project out and cause people to hear and maybe see things that aren't really there as part of a PSYOPs operation, that kind of fits the bill, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And it, it's been interesting to note when I've gone back over uh, the, the case reports from the mass days, 2009 to 2012, and a little bit beyond there was, you know, I mean, there are specific areas on the ranch that elicit specific behaviors. And so, to me, that might indicate that perhaps there's a certain type of technology in point A, point B, point C. Uh, and that's definitely something to to look at. But it is curious to see that some of the the sightings, the, the pinpricks on the skin, the voices in the head, the balls of light, some of these things are, are technologies that, that we have and have been working on for quite some time. Oh, exactly. Uh Recently, we've been having a bit of a debate on the forum and with people that come on the show about the possibility that some of these things could be volumetric displays, not necessarily holograms, but 3D visual representations, in some cases holograms. I mean, now it's possible to make musicians appear live on stage who are actually performing on the other side of the world, and they can even interact with the audience. And just before the show, while I was looking for an example, I, I ran across an article where they're featuring concerts now with Buddy Holly and Roy Orbison and these deceased uh, stars, and they look like they're playing on stage. Now, if you can do that, what can the military do with billions of dollars? I mean, would it really be that hard to create something that looks like a dog man smoking a cigarette that suddenly vanishes? I don't think so. No, right. Absolutely. Parenthetically, this is what they're trying to do now because of the coronavirus. People can't get into large assemblies. Disneyland is closing. I mean, you can't have large crowds. You can have virtual concerts, virtual meetings instead. But let's go on, Erica, about how it might apply to our corner of the world. Yeah, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, we... There are so many questions that have popped up about this. And, and then you've got the fact that there have been several people that have been f flown to Reno, uh, were flown to Reno during the, the Bass days and given, subjected to an MRI, again, more radiation. And who knows if it actually was an MRI, who knows what happened. But, that you know, why these people were given some of the tests, why some of the people that were involved were asked for urine samples. You know, why were there, you know, they did the quote unquote bean sprout experiment where they had bean sprouts that were placed in the trailer where the, the people were living. And then they also were placed at Bigelow headquarters. And interestingly enough, the bean sprouts that were in the trailer in, in Utah all were pretty sickly. And so could they have been uh, testing for radiation? We don't know. But, you know, like I said, there there's some serious questions that I I hope i highly doubt they'll get answered but we can throw it out there and keep trying to to see if we can get more people to come forward to address this well it only makes sense as as a just as a rule of thumb being a responsible ufologist my thinking is that if it's possible for us to do it why jump to the conclusion that it's aliens from another star system Right. And I, and I think that's kind of something that they 
the powers that be or certain contractors are probably relying on, you know, if you've got this mimicry, so to speak, where it's mimicking uh, the phenomenon, then what a great way to mask that. And it's also a great way to manipulate populations because you've got people who believe in the supernatural or believe that you know, the sighting, the, whatever image they're seeing is the Holy Mother, different things that gives a great uh, in to create panic and to steer the narrative in a, in a big way. So mimicry, I think, is a, a huge reason why people would want to develop technologies like this. Well, the question I have here, of course, it's gone from the early days. How many UFO related incidents are really either psyops test aircraft, that sort of thing, especially going back to World War II, to the Roswell era, to Kenneth Arnold. If Kenneth Arnold's estimates of the speed of the objects he saw were much, much too high, consider the other possibility. When I first got into this publicly, I mean, I I was, you know, I, I believed... <laughs> In a lot more than I do now, let's put it that way. But but over time, and thanks to some having some good mentors in my life, I've learned to be much more objective, which is good because, like we've said throughout the show, there is something genuine taking place, and people have been experiencing this. Whatever this is, it's probably a lot of different things has been interacting with us since the beginning of recorded history. So what? What is that? How do we separate what our government is doing or what other governments are doing and the actual phenomenon itself? I think that's the million dollar question right now, at least for me. I have another question completely unrelated that I just have to ask you before uh, your hour is up here. And that is, it seems that a lot of people who are involved in ufology are artistic people, people who are very creative. And that includes yourself. Thank you. <laughs> I definitely put a like on I Lost My Sugar by oh, Erica Lukes. Thank you. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, you've got a lovely voice. Thanks. And uh, so you also apparently are a businesswoman and a Pilates teacher. Yes, indeed. And so, I mean, have you noticed this as well? I mean, we've got people like, you know, Jerome Clark has written songs. I guess Sade has produced. We have uh, Mac Maloney. Wow. He's got a couple of, uh, yeah, Mac Maloney. If you have, if you've never talked to Mac Maloney, talk to Mac Maloney, get him on your show. He's absolutely fantastic. And he's got a couple of records out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, really good stuff. So are you doing any singing or uh, artistic stuff lately? You know what? I have really been, uh, I mean, I have, taken over my taken my singing and turned it into art and so i started in fact it was really interesting when i had my series of sightings back in 2013 that propelled me into this publicly i began to paint and i absolutely love it it's my zen i need to get back to singing i have a a really great i have a one of my friends from my choir days 20 years ago, actually donated her grandmother's Hammond organ to me. And so I've got this kick butt Hammond organ from the, from <laughs> oh, the fifties. Wow. Like yeah, oh my gosh, it is so amazing. And then, you know, all the guitars and my drum kit and things like that. And so it's in with my husband, Chris, who is a professional musician, it's fun to sit around and, and jam and, and be expressive like that. But I really, I should get back to writing music and doing some of that. It really is fun. And you're right there. A lot of artistic people are drawn to this subject. 
Absolutely. Have you written any songs about UFOs or any of your experiences or painted, done any paintings that are inspired by it, that sort of thing? Has it come out in your artwork at all? Yes. Yes, it has. I, I have written about that, written music um, about that. I'm not sure if it will ever see the light of day because it was a way for me to vent. It's actually kind of comical. But then I also have, have painted some of my interpretations of what I saw after I, I went to Skinwalker Ranch oh, a year and a half ago. I was on the periphery of the ranch. I wasn't on the ranch, but I interviewed Junior Hicks. And then I had some interesting things happen. And I came home and did a series of paintings about my impressions of that. And that's been really interesting to look back on now, especially given all the things that are coming to light. But it's definitely important to express, you know, express ourselves. And especially when we don't really have the words to put some of these things, you know, into it's to have that creativity helps. You know, we're going to have a break here in a couple of more segments with Erica Lukes a little bit later. James Fox about the phenomenon with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray Show testing the results of Instantly Ageless. Board certified dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bowe. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called instantly ageless yeah instantly you could see a difference even the cameraman were like wow look at the difference yeah but i would definitely use this product this product within minutes of applying it it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation try instantly ageless today at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Erica Lukes confirmed that 
when you went to the Skinwalker Ranch and returned, you returned. It wasn't your doppelganger. I can't verify that, actually. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny that at all. (laughs) Clearly. I got a question which we can move into here. We don't have a lot of time. Do you think this current stuff, the To the Stars Academy, that Pentagon UFO study, Louis Elizondo, obviously we got favorable coverage in the New York Times, Washington Post, Politico, etc. And we, of course, had Leslie Kane on the show a few weeks back to talk about it. But do you think it makes any difference overall? In, in one regard, it really was a great thing because people that would never look into this or take this subject seriously actually said, whoa, you know, did you see the New York Times? Oh, did you hear, you know, Fox News or CNN? And so it gave the average person kind of gave them pause. And I think that was a really good thing. And so for that, I'm grateful. When I look at at the bigger narrative, am I concerned about the message, uh, some of perhaps the behind the scenes things going on? I am concerned about that. And we probably should all be. But and like I stressed, it's like they, they want to portray this as a threat, a threat, a threat. So they're getting funding and yada, yada, yada. But is that, in fact, the case? It's a big it's an interesting the whole thing is just a freaking trip. You know, with the naval interest, we start thinking, all right, with all this, does this mean they just over after all these years do not know anything or very much about UFOs after all the stuff they've collected or whether that's a smokescreen because the assumption among people who believe in disclosure is that the government is hiding critical information demonstrating the reality of UFOs, that they're spacious, etc. But right now it seems their main concern is it doesn't pose a threat to our national security and they don't go elsewhere. Or is that wrong? I think you're right. You know, as far as not going elsewhere, do you mean the the public or the players involved? They don't want to bother. You know, they don't want to consider the implications. It's like the end of Indiana Jones, the original movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the Ark of the Covenant is placed in this warehouse. And just like the Warehouse 13 TV show, placed in the warehouse and forever forgotten. So is it possible all this stuff has been buried and generation after generation of political leaders and changes of management and everything? They don't want to know about it. I mean, they don't. I I think that there are a lot of pressing concerns uh, on the political landscape. Uh, And I don't think right at the moment that UFO thing is necessarily on the top 10 um, with the coronavirus and some of these things, which, you know, that's fine. And if, you know, I mean, there are, I I believe, you know, like I said, contractors and motivations uh, to do things and use UFOs as a cover for covert ops. And so I definitely think that's, you know, that's a play, but um, we'll see. And at the end of the day, people are, unfortunately, it's, they get a little bit lazy. And so they're going to turn on TV and not understand that when they're hearing a story on a specific network that they should do research and try to take in both sides of the story to find the truth somewhere in the middle. And we definitely have to do that with the UFO issue for sure. We have to do our homework. Well, I'm getting the impression from you that although you're healthily skeptical about it, 
that you have had experiences of your own. And would I be incorrect if I said, I think you are someone who believes that some kind of alien visitation is taking place or, or are you still unwilling to go that far? <laughs> you know what? I, I am not, it's like I said, it's been so funny since I, my first show on the Paracast and different things to see how I've changed. I absolutely believe there are a lot of different things interacting with us. Can I say it's extraterrestrial? I can't. Can I say it's Grandma Moses, you know, coming back from the dead and, and communicating with me? I can't, but there is something. And so I I have a lot of reverence for that, and I, I love looking into that, and people should. So, but I can't, I can't say, you know, what the origin is. Can you say it's not ours? Can you go so far as to say, like, when I say alien, I don't necessarily mean interstellar, but it's just not one of ours. In other words, it's not DARPA. It's not the military. It's not the NSA. It's not some secret agency or corporation somewhere. It's something altogether different from outside the boundaries and constructs of our civilization. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I look at, at the work of, of Dr. Massimo Teodorani, who's an Italian astrophysicist, or I look at Project Heshtalan in Norway, where they've been really the brightest minds and scientific minds in Europe have been researching the Heshtalan phenomena for, for three decades, and they have identified different types of light phenomena that behaves intelligently or as if it's intelligently controlled. And so there there is something beautiful, exciting, genuine, and thank goodness there are people who are willing to step out and really dig into it and research that because that's it's incredible. So I absolutely believe, I know, I don't believe, I know that there is yeah. something. Okay, cool. Uh, it, and I think it's really, I think it's brave and it's courageous of people in the field to say that because I find people are maybe a bit too reserved. I mean, it's almost as if the word belief has become a, you know, kind of like a forbidden word. Don't say that, you know, but I think people shouldn't be afraid to believe what it is that they really truly in their heart from their own experience. And this goes out to everyone else out there who's had a genuine phenomenon, something that they know, not just some vague light off in the distance, but something they know happened to them first-hand witnesses, that if you believe it, don't be afraid to say you believe it. Right, and, and absolutely, and that's why I just think it's so important for people to keep their own personal power and to to really hold whatever they experienced in their own space. I think that's critical. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I just, oh, okay, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever considered that maybe though sometimes letting go of your power completely and just releasing it can have the effect of actually revealing something some greater truth oh, absolutely i mean there's you know it's 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 good to be vulnerable i i mean it, it's yeah it's it's you know i mean and i don't mean power in a, a way that is um, domineering. I mean, power in in the sense that, you know, this is this is your experience. You interpret that how you want to, and you hold that in your own space, and it means what it means for you. And and so that's that's what I mean when I say, you know, keep keep your own personal power. 
and and let things, you know, like you say, I mean, surrender, do what you need to do to find your own answers, but, but don't surrender and, and give your power away to other people that might not necessarily have the best intentions for the subject or, or for the greater good of mankind. Or in other words, don't, okay, can I interpret that as don't yeah. let somebody else talk you into believing something you don't truly believe yourself? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, Thank that you. is totally fair translator. enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because it, I, I work really, I, I like to, to be, I'm what, I guess what you would call a truth seeker. So if I'm wrong, the highlight of my day is to be proven wrong. And if, if that means that all of my beliefs are gone, because I have to recognize that something else actually is the case, then I'm okay with that. And that's good. And that's important. And I think some people um, in this field don't want to do that. They let their ego get in the way. And so they're not going to admit that they're wrong. And all of us are going to be wrong. I mean, many, many times over. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I was worried there that when you were talking about power that you were, you no, know, no, you, no. you're talking, you know, it, was, it almost sounded like, no, I'm going to believe what I want to believe. I don't care what anybody no. else says. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to decide whether you believe the following announcements. And then we'll have one more segment with Erica Lukes, and then we'll hear from James Fox. It's Gene and Randall and Erica, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I'm here with Scott Uceum, founder of OMG Tax. Tell us how your company helps our listeners out there who have a problem with the IRS. My team of lawyers, enrolled agents, and licensed tax experts remove wage garnishments sometimes in the same day. We even have reduced the total debt some of our clients were required to pay through what is known as an offer in compromise. Can you give us an example of somebody you help? Oh, can I ever. We have taken a $500,000 liability with the IRS Guess what? The client didn't pay a dime through the representation known as non-collectible status with the government. If you owe the IRS more than $10,000 and you want to see if it's possible to pay a lot less, call OMG Tax right now for a free tax-saving consultation. Call 800-486-8112. That's 800-486-8112. 
Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. She does that so well. Randall, we have to put the flanging and echo effects on it. No, we're not. You've got the magic. uh, You've got all the equipment there, Gene. Just uh, do what you got to do. Right. I remember that one of the songs the Beatles sang when John Lennon was singing Revolution, he was lying on his back to get a certain effect, vocal effect. So, Erica, do you ever sing lying on your back? Well, maybe tonight's the night. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I have to <laughs> oh anyway well, just just before the break there um and what i wanted to get to is that you are encouraging people to be open-minded when you say to not give away your power you're not saying don't be open-minded you're saying to engage it on your own terms maybe yes exactly exactly that is perfect a perfect way to describe what I'm, I'm trying to say, because I, I, you know, I mean, I've always, um, I've, like I said, I've experienced things that I, I cannot explain, and I, uh, to me, they were incredibly uh, important times in my life that are, you know, they're sacred to me, they're special, and I don't want to ever let anybody else tell me what I was feeling at that moment in time or 
what I experienced, you know, I mean, I, I just think um, those things are important to hold to yourself. And I also, but I also, you know, it's difficult now with some of the things that are coming out about Skinwalker Ranch and the fact that this, some of this technology can mimic other things. It's like, oh boy, I mean, you just weed into, you wade into a lot of different issues. Well, for people who might want to know though, because I, you know, in a, in a way, sharing the stories amongst each other, especially in the community with people you trust, I think is also really important. So, you know, I, I okay, I won't ask you then on the show today to say, okay, well, what was your experience? Because I, I don't want to do that to you if you're not comfortable, but I'm sure there's probably listeners, uh, myself included, who might want to find out a bit more about your experiences. Is there any place where listeners can go to find out for themselves that you would be comfortable with? You know, I I do talk about that in different interviews, and I've talked about it over the years on on UFO classified and and different things. And so I do talk about that because I don't want you know. I mean, I I'm here because I've had and had experiences. You know, that's what drove me here. That's what keeps me here. And I think it, it's important to to let other people know that that they're not alone. You know, absolutely, so definitely. I, Definitely, yeah. I've definitely, if you listen listen to some some of my interviews, I'll talk about that. And I mean, they've been amazing experiences. So, any uh, plans for a book in the future? Or, you know, I have become dear friends with a, a man by the name of Gordon Lore, who has authored. I uh, did Strange Effects of UFOs back in the late '60s. He worked for NICAP and was there when the CIA took it over, infiltrated it, and basically ran it into the ground. And so, he and I are co-authoring. Whoa, 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 whoa! A- NICAP was run to the ground by the CIA. You know what? That's pretty much the gist that I'm getting. Yeah, absolutely. And if Gordon Lore, like I said, he was working there, he worked with Richard Hall um, and has done quite a few interviews addressing this and talking about some of the behind the scenes things that were taking place right uh, at the tail end of the 60s and into the early 70s. Now, one of the things, of course, we know about the latter history of NICAP is that Major Kehoe was not such a terribly good businessman, and he was right. fired from the organization because of that. Well, there, absolutely, and it's it's been interesting. Gordon was has graciously donated his files to me, and I had a year ago the opportunity to go out there and look at some of of the files and the letters and the email exchanges between Hall and some of the other people involved in the organization, and some of the the concerns that they raised when specific things happened in the organization. And it is also, you know, interesting to note that you know that happened with. NICAP, and then you've got MUFON sprouting up uh, around the same time frame. And so it's, it's all very curious. But yes, Gordon Lore has gone on record um, and talked about that very issue. And I know that others have also expressed uh, their concern and, and feel that that's what happened as well. Well, of course, we know that the first head of the CIA became a member of NICAP's board, supposedly because he went to Annapolis with Kehoe and they were longtime friends. Mm -hmm. But that didn't create a very good image. So the optics weren't good and he eventually left. I, you know what? I'm sure if, if somebody did some digging and really spent the time 
to go back over all of this, there would be some interesting uh, information that came forward, and there would also be some interesting parallels to what is taking place currently. And so it's, but but there is a history there, and it is important to note all of these key figures that have been involved in organizations, and and ask yourself, you know, what was the deeper motivation if there was one? Well, I sure would like to know what the heck is going on there. Certainly, I encountered NICAP not in a terribly favorable way. Now, we I had met Major Keogh a few times, but I remember the second time I met Richard Hall at the NICAP headquarters. This was off DuPont Circle in Washington, D.C. And, of course, the legend here is in the movie Day the Earth Stood Still, Klaatu was shot in near that location. That's not why NICAP got it. It was cheap. But... Richard Hall would not let me come in. You're not welcome here, he said with a shaking hand. And not because of anything, (laughs) it's a long story, but that's my remembrance of that. And then Richard Hall and I met 10 years later at one of the UFO conferences. We shook hands. And my big regret, though, by the way, is that I couldn't get him on the PowerCast. I guess we're kind of too late for that. Erica, we only have like a minute and a half left, so let's try to sum things up. Where are you going from here? What's coming up? Oh boy, I you know I'm going to continue uh, my my exploration into what happened at Skinwalker Ranch. Um, during the Bigelow days, I'll continue to do research uh, in Utah and try to to continue my archiving and historical pre- preservation attempts. And I have UFO Classified on KCOR on Friday evenings, and that is on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, And I love doing that. And like Eugene, it's been a pleasure over the years to interview people and to have, like you interviewed Dr. Frank Salisbury with another an important interview with you. And so it's important to get people on the record uh, like that. So thank you for, for what you've done. I'll send you the bill later. Of course, we obviously <laughs> uh, had asked her to do things like that. So, so, so that's it. No, I'm kidding. She's always been a good sport. That's why I say obvious things. Ridiculous things. Where can we contact you? Uh, you can go to ufoclassified.com, um, or I'm usually on Facebook more than Twitter, but just look for Erica Lukes, and, and you can hopefully find me there, and hopefully I will respond. And if I don't, I apologize profusely. She's not being rude. Her okay. account has not been taken over by, no, I don't want to mention that name. <laughs> A little bit later, we're going to hear from, in fact, in our next segment, James Fox about that movie, The Phenomenon. And we'll let you know when you can see that movie. Okay. Erica Lukes, thank you for coming back and joining us on the Paracast. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you both. And have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. With more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube, from the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive, the list goes on and on. Billion-dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio, the media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The House passed a coronavirus aid package, sending it on to the Senate just hours after President Trump declared the pandemic a national emergency. It was back in May of 2018 that the White House abandoned the pandemic office. Officials who work there say the U.S. has lost valuable time in dealing with the outbreak. The president was asked about it during a press briefing. When you say me, I didn't do it. Uh, we have a group of people. I could I could ask perhaps my administration, but I could perhaps ask Tony about that because I, I don't know anything about it. The White House says President Trump has tested negative for the coronavirus. He told reporters at a White House briefing he's had his temperature taken and it was normal. The mayor of Miami Francis Suarez confirmed that he tested positive for COVID-19. I immediately uh, self-quarantined. This is USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. After all these years, James Fox returns. He has not been hidden except hiding away to complete that film. Welcome back. Thanks for having me on. I gather here creating the phenomenon is kind of 
a standard Hollywood phenomenon where things take a lot longer than you hope for. Before we talk more about the film, can you give our listeners kind of a background of how this all came to be? It was the hardest thing I've ever done, embarked on, in the history of my life. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I mean, I, you know, I've been making documentaries on UFOs since the mid-90s. In fact, dating back to 1995 or six, I can't remember the exact year, I remember um, submitting my film UFOs, 50 Years of Denial, which we ended up selling to Discovery Channel, to a film festival because I thought, wouldn't it be cool to put a documentary in theaters on UFOs? And, of course, I got, I failed. And then I tried again with Out of the Blue uh, and failed. We sold to NBC Universal, ended up on a sci-fi channel. And then I revised Out of the Blue, spent about two and a half years doing that and re-released it. And that fell short. But then I tried again with I Know What I Saw, and I got very close. It went as far as the heads of Lionsgate really, really liking it. But then they ultimately took a pass because they said that the uh, production values were substandard or not quite up to par, I think is how they phrased it. And so um, I thought, well, I don't know if I'll ever make another film on the topic UFOs again, because that last one really took the wind out of my sails. And, of course, lo and behold, I, I, I took another stab at it and, and said that when I wouldn't make the same mistakes I'd made in the past. And, and if I couldn't afford to hire the right cameraman or, you know, sound person, lighting person, I waited until I could. So I wanted to have a really nice, polished, sort of 60-minute style look, uh, you know, film on the topic. Now, getting financing on any film can be a story in itself. Oh, God, we ran out of money. I ran out of money. I ran out of money on the uh, sound engineer just recently. Didn't have no money left. But because the film was done, I could leverage the movie a lot easier. And we had a distribution deal in place. You know, uh, and so I opted to go with a really professional sound engineer. Actually, the guy works with uh, James Cameron. He's won about eight Emmys because we're going to be in theaters. And so, uh, and that's a very lengthy, it's a six week, six week process, what it took for us. Um, and it's expensive, but it makes a world of difference. I mean, when I, when I went and saw the film after this guy had spent six weeks on it in LA, especially with a proper sound system, a 5.1 Dolby surround mix, uh, it was like watching my movie for the first time. I'll so, tell you um, this. When I saw the movie, and of course I got a chance to look at it, what I did here is interesting. I cast it or used AirPlay 2 from my iPhone to my Vizio 4K TV set. And it doesn't have 5.1. It's got 2.1. It's got faux surround sound. But it came across pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, when you hear it with proper speakers, proper situation, it's wow. I mean, things, voices dance around the room and the plane flies overhead and it, it goes around from speaker to speaker. It's really, a, really a, a, an experience. I, I was, the first time I've ever done, you know, hired an audio engineer for a sound mix. I mean, that's, that's not something that I could, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, we, we tried to uh, uh, step it up several notches on this production the first time that I'm uh, that I'm actually very happy with uh, the end result. I was disappointed with Out of the Blue. I was disappointed with I Know What I Saw. I mean, I knew they were good films, but it wasn't 
what I had uh, initially envisioned. You know, it didn't materialize or uh, with with the initial concept as well as I would have liked. Now you had tons and tons of vintage film there, like Mike Wallace interviewing Major Donald Kehoe from the 1950s, the young Major Kehoe, not the guy I met in the 60s and 70s. Of course, we hear J. Allen Hynek speaking, and that's somebody I knew in the 70s. That was interesting, too, to see people I had known way back when in this film. But collecting all that stuff, how do you go about it? Yeah, you. I know that you. I know that you saw stuff that no one else is, that you've never seen, and I'd never seen. Jacques had never seen, um, and none of the historians. I think, uh, gosh, uh, who's, uh, uh, pretty much everyone I know that's watched this film says, you know, where did you find this stuff? Well, I hired someone for two and a half years. Uh, it's my sister Kelly, actually, and 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 other people as well, but primarily my sister Kelly. And she turned over every rock. And we, we actually got really close to finding some additional material. Like, for instance, the 1978, because uh, we worked with Lee Spiegel on this film, too. And uh, my sister found the 1978 United Nations uh, presentation that Lee had done with Jacques and, and Dr. Jalen Hynek. Um, uh, Coyne, the, uh, remember the, the helicopter pilot who had that dramatic encounter in the 70s? So... Um, he put that event on 1978 and, and, and he didn't know of anything other than a few photographs. So he was like, where did you find this? <laughs> so yeah, we, we dug deep and really, uh, uh, uncovered a lot of really precious, incredibly rare uh, material right up to the, you know, right up to about a year ago, we kept finding more and more stuff. So I was very pleased. I was pleased to see Jacques Vallée play a big part. And during the film, you see him much as a much younger man. And I remember the guy that Jim Mosley and I met at a hotel in Chicago in 1965 when he had anatomy of a phenomenon coming out before he went into more wider ranging theories on UFOs. And then you see the guy now. And of course, he's a what? He's six, six or something like that. Really tall guy. Oh yeah, he is very very tall. So we were so lucky to have him. I mean, he spent weekend after weekend sitting in the edit room with us, uh, helping us put the pieces of the puzzle together in a way that that's never been done. And 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 that was something that he was really excited about having the opportunity to really help tell the story. I mean, he was there for a lot of this stuff. Um, so I was, we were incredibly appreciative of of his involvement. Um, and, you know, I know that, uh, Lee, Lee Spiegel was the key guy that, that brought Jacques to the table and he did so with some trepidation. Jacques reluctantly sort of got involved initially, not having any idea how this thing was going to play out and became more and more involved, um, as, as, as the months went on. And, um, we were, I jokingly tell people, we were editing, we edited this movie for, I think it was about three and a half years, in a, uh, a little studio off of a dirt road with no running water, no toilet, no sink. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, kind of, uh, it was supposed to be a temporary spot until I found something better. But then the work we did at the place was so great because there was nothing else to do other than to edit. There was no internet. Well, we got to this quiet little location in a garden and we just worked and Jacques came out weekend after weekend and sat with us in the studio and 
and uh, it was it was quite a journey. And we spent, I I think, somewhere in the realm of three and a half years editing. Now, I'm not going to be a spoiler, but I will mention a few things. One, before we go into more about the film and the story you're about to tell, when you get to see this film, we hope you will. Think of the Marvel films, superhero films, where after the credits roll, they do not run out of content. There's still more content. Don't leave the theater or turn off your TV set if it's coming on TV. Don't leave until every single credit has presented itself. I'm not going to say anything more. I don't want it to be a spoiler. We'll, we'll talk about the focus and was goals. That a pleasant, of the, uh, was that a pleasant surprise for you, Gene? Well, I was just watching it, and I was going to stop it at that point. And then it's, uh-oh, he knows about Marvel. He's using that technique, and it's <laughs> smart. Hey, James Fox, he's director of The Phenomenon. Coming to a theater near you in the near future, we'll let you know when. With Gene Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com.
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results vary. Exclusions apply. Contacts and glasses are such a hassle. I'd love to finally get LASIK, but... I'm going to stop you right there. If you want LASIK, then the LASIK Vision Institute has officially taken away everything standing in your way. Isn't LASIK expensive? Not at the LASIK Vision Institute. We're offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. See for free if LASIK is right for you by texting 288 to 350350. But I'm really busy. A text only takes seconds, and the LASIK procedure typically only takes 15 minutes. And best of all, most patients can get back to work the following day. I had no idea. The LASIK Vision Institute uses the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision. We've performed over 1.3 million procedures. That's experience you can trust. And we're offering 20% off our already low-cost services. What's that text again? Text DO88 to 350350. That's DO88 to 350350 to schedule your free consultation today. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Whose idea, James, was it to have content appear as the credits were rolling? Well, the initial um, version of the film that we kind of got got start start to finish was like three hours long, and obviously we had we had to edit it down. We edited it down to two hours. Then we had a public screening with about 120 people. And we realized it was still too long, so we edited another 30 minutes out. But we were like, God, we've got all these wonderful little gems. How are we going to squeeze them in? And then one day in the edit room, we were like, well, why don't we just have a little collection of, of, of precious gems, things that didn't make it in the film, and have them play in the credits. And initially, my idea was that you'd have the video sort of split screen on one side and then the credits on the other side. And then we thought, you know, mm, no, let's do full screen, and then we'll just break up the credits with that way. And so that's how we ended up doing it. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember. Well, did you did you roll all the way to the end, uh, even of the scrolling text? I ran till the last second. I promise you. So what did you see? What did you? What was the last thing you saw? The last thing I saw. Oh, geez, I didn't write notes that way. But I know well, I. Well, you wouldn't have. You yeah, couldn't have missed it. 
tell our you listeners. You want to give it away? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, we dedicate we, we dedicate the film to Stanton Friedman. That's right. Right, the last, the last, last frame. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this, and I hope that when you do the DVD release and the Blu-ray le- release, that you'll add that extra. Any, you know, give us the extended mix for sure. Yeah, I, I put together a whole pile of, of material. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've been trying to step away from the edit room because I had ser- serious physical disabilities come up from just sitting in a chair and staring at a screen and that monotonous, you know, movement over and over and over. I mean, I had I could barely walk at one point in, in production, and so I've been trying to like you know go outdoors and go for hikes and you know, do some physical therapy. I mean, I, this really took the wind out of my, it took more than the wind out of my cells. I mean, it really kind of debilitated me. Um, I remember my, my, my partner, Rebecca, she's like, honey, this thing is, you're, you don't kill yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm pushing so hard, you know, oh, I know, but you know, you're not good to anyone dead. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I think people started- really realize just how much, uh, just sitting and concentrating on a screen can take out of a person after a while. I couldn't walk and I was on my back on the editor room floor. I was working with this guy, Lance Mungia. He was great. He came out with a several months towards the end. And uh, I remember him looking at me one day and he's like, you know, James, you should really go see a doctor, man. You can't even walk. Like, what are you doing? And uh, that's when I said, okay, I got to go see somebody. So I started to go. I, I, I couldn't walk. So I, I went in and, and saw a, uh, a physical therapist. And then I, then I got a chiropractor, which I've never done in my life before. But I couldn't walk. So Did they give you a diagnosis, I, what it was? Um, it was a combination of stress and, and the, yeah. Well, what, what was funny was that the, the, the chiropractor said, like, what have you been doing? And I, I told him, and he's like, well, did you, have you done anything different in the last, like recently, have you done anything different? I said, well, just been sitting in an edit chair seven days a week, 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day. And then he said, yeah, but are you doing anything differently? I said, well, my office chair broke and I was sitting in a wooden chair and he goes, oh, okay. That's definitely not good <laughs> because I had this really nice pivoting office chair with big, you know, great back support. I paid several hundred dollars for it used, and it was a really good, I don't remember the, the brand name, but it was a really good, really good chair. And uh, that broke. I, I broke the chair, and, and instead of like going out and getting <laughs> replaced or getting it fixed, I just grabbed a wooden chair from my dining room and was sitting on that for 15 hours a day. And wow. that's what he thinks. That's what that's what kind of you know the finishing touch on. Yeah, um, I yeah. had some killer sciatica not too long ago. I, I think from something really similar. But I mean, it, it kind of sounds funny. You know, I was working so hard sitting in that chair that I broke it. You know, it's just yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but it, it happened, right? Yeah. Like yeah. by the way, you're yeah. okay. Sorry. I'm one of the people who've seen some of your previous films. Okay, so out of the blue, I thought was one of the best documentaries I'd seen up to that point. Same with, I know what I saw. Okay. So I, I really, really respect your work. And, and what this sounds is like, you've kicked it up a notch and we're talking about a serious documentary here, not just docudrama where the characters aren't real or they've been highly reimagined, right. For our audience, you're talking about serious documentary, right? Oh God. Very serious. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
beautifully shot, beautifully edited, beautifully. I mean, I brought in a National Geographic photographer. You know, we had drones. I learned how to fly a drone. I fly remote control airplanes, so drone was easy. But um, and uh, brought in the real high end sound guys, lighting people, um, multiple editors. Myself, I spent the most time editing. But um, you know, uh, I wanted to step it up five notches. You know, I wanted it to be a really cinematic experience. I wanted. We got a, a music composer, an award-winning music composer who composed music from start to finish, all the way through. And then, as I said earlier, you know, with a sound engineer and the combination of all the help that I that I had and all the talent, uh, I'm really, really satisfied with the end result. And, and I've heard some comments online. Oh, this looks like the same old rehashed crap that we've seen a million times before. Well, it's not. Um, yes, I've used some of the uh, similar archival footage, no question about it. But we pieced it the pieces of the puzzle together in a way that that's never been done. The archive material that we uncovered has never been seen. And we had people like Jacques Vallée helping us assemble those pieces. And I've never covered close encounters of the third kind and the high level military and government officials that I featured. Think about what a slippery slope that is. You know, you've got these people like Senator Harry Reid appearing in a film on UFOs. If that isn't bad enough, then the film actually covers alleged close encounters of the third kind with telepathic communication. Don't you think like those people would run for the hills when they when they heard they were being associated? You know what I mean? Like, well, aren't you finding really- though that now that this might be really good timing for it as well? Because it seems that you know people like Leslie Kane, for example, has kind of cracked through that ice of of uh, of the giggle factor and the negative criticism yeah but, yeah but it's one thing talking about unknown objects whizzing around in our airspace it's another thing about talking about beings on the ground communicating telepathically just think you know i don't need mm-hmm. to tell you yeah, <laughs> think about yeah. <laughs> you know it was a really difficult you know it was not i knew what i was dealing with and i knew i had to be very careful uh with with those accounts and, and not to come across as biased or planted in any way, just to put, I remember Jacques would sit in the back of the room and he would say, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, ma'am. Obviously he was a fan of the old dragnet TV show. <laughs> That's where that comes from, by the way. Okay. Course, but no, by, but by the way, the guy who did dragnet Jack Webb was very, very interested in UFOs, but that's another story. You know, neighbors, I've been kind of sort of derelict in my duty in not mentioning the Paracast Plus. What is the Paracast Plus? Well, we set this up a little over five years ago, a way for you to hear this show free of the network ads. And I took a bit of persuasion to allow the network to give us permission to do that. But after that, we also wanted to offer something extra for your money since it was going to be on a subscription basis so we introduced the after the paracast podcast originally after the paracast was just going to be color commentary we'll talk about the show what we did what we plan to do in the future and we still do that then we started adding interviews and i've had interviews there with people who were not on the regular show So Nick Pope, of course, we know him about his UFO connection, but you wouldn't have known that, for example, he was also into conspiracy theories. 
We also had a retired engineer named Monty Shriver who gave us the goods on the Aztec UFO case. It didn't come out too pretty for those who believe it. If you want to subscribe, and we hope you will, go check out theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. James Fox is director of The Phenomenon. This is the culmination of a lot of work and an almost broken back and a lot of other things. James, Gene, and Randall, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Speaking of getting high-priced talent, Peter Coyote is the narrator. And, of course, we know he's a great voiceover man and actor. How'd you get him? Well, I got him through a fluke 20-plus years ago without the blue, the first version. Well, let's see. It was released in 203. We got probably laid in 202, 18 years ago, something like that. And it was funny, actually, because he said, oh, you're James Fox? <laughs> yeah, he goes, I thought you were a different James Fox. This is 18, 19 years ago. And, I, and he goes, well, you seem like a nice guy. And, you know, well, now that you're here, uh, you know, well, sure, I'll, I'll do it. So I got him on board with 
without the blue and uh, treated the subject matter respectfully, didn't make any outlandish claims, and uh, he felt comfortable. So I, I actually sent him clips of the film, some of the more dramatic clips, uh, Senator Harry Reid and, and the encounter, the Nimitz encounter. And uh, he's like, oh, wow, this is, this is some next level. I, wow, yeah, I'd be, I'd be honored to be associated with this. And so I got him on board about a year before we were ready for him. It took a lot longer, you know, to, to get ready for him. But once we had a date locked in with him, because it takes a long time to booking him in advance is months and months and months. And so, and you got your window and you don't lose it and you get them. And, and so that was a real big incentive for us to really get the script right. I think, I think the, the night before we went into the studio with, with Peter, you know, we were up probably all night, like, cause we knew this is going to be etched in stone, you know, like, let's get this right. And, uh, and so we were coming through the narrative, the narration, the narrative so carefully and really, really thinking about every single word that was being presented. And that was it. So he's very excited about it. So he has a personal interest in the subject? Oh, yeah. He, you know, he met with Webb Hubble, and, and um, he'd heard stuff from Spielberg. And, oh, yeah, he's definitely, definitely, I wouldn't say it's like an obsession, but he's very interested in the topic, and, and especially through Out of the Blue. And, uh, and I know he wants to do a screening when things settle down with him um, uh, of this film. What keeps bringing you I mean, look, back to this, uh, James? Yeah, um, Gene, let, let me ask you a real quick question. It's really fun because only been a handful of people that have, uh, that have seen the, the, the finished uh, version. And, uh, boy, what would I do? What I'd pay to be in your shoes, seeing it for the first time with fresh eyes. I want to ask your opinion, Gene. How did you feel about the encounter, you know, contact in Africa at the end? Do you feel like it was a slippery slope? You know what? The biggest thing I liked about the film, I don't want to give spoilers. I'll just say this. The children will show the way. I think the interviews with the kids and then interviewing them years later, that is the most compelling piece of evidence because children aren't going to lie about something like that. They're all telling these stories, and they're basically just trying to tell what they observed, and that's it. Yeah. The key here is the honesty. They have no access to grind. They're not giving lectures. They don't have to deal with the military commanders or their peers. There is no filter between the brain and the mouth at that age. And that, that, after the buildup of everything else, that's really the top of the line, the best, most interesting thing about it. Well, you know, I would often say in the studio, gentlemen, remember where we are. We're on the road to Rua. And that was our mantra in making the film. If I could get, I mean, you guys are seasoned veterans on the phenomenon. You don't need to be educated at all. But if I can get the general public to walk out of the theater or, or walk away from this film, uh, believing that that incident in Africa, the landing case in 1994, might have just well, very well taken place, then we've done our job. And that was where the film was leading the whole way. Because I know back in the 90s when I was just 
naive enough to think that I can get an interview with Steven Spielberg. Um, I had heard through our mutual contact, this woman, Jenny Yang, that um, he said no to the interview request. But then he said, well, let James know that this, this is like 97, I think, 97, 98, 97. Let James know that there's a fascinating, one of the most compelling landing cases or close encounters uh, of the third kind in Africa at this, you know, at this school. And I remember thinking right on the spot, like, yeah, right. You tell me that a UFO landed at a school and the occupants got out and interacted with the kids in broad daylight and that the whole world doesn't know about it. No way, Jose. And I just didn't even look into it for 10 years. Like, uh, I think 2007 was the next time at the National Press Club event when I was with Leslie Kane putting that event on. And I met this guy, Randall Nickerson, who was a friend of Leslie's. I think he was working with Bud Hopkins. Um, but in any case, you know, that's when it kind of resurged and my interest in the case. And I thought, hmm. Started looking into it, looked at the testimony of the children, and I thought, double, hmm. And, um, and yeah. And Absolutely. Well, and I, um, John Mack, he did some investigation into that. Does, does he make a, an appearance in the film? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have John Mack interviewing the children. That section, wow. I must have had five of us take a stab at it, myself obviously included, but that we had a lot of material, lots of material. Oh my Lord. Each one of the sit down interviews with the children today, uh, recently, um, had two or three cameras on them. And then each interview was at least an, at least an hour. And if not, if not an hour and a half to two hours, and we interviewed a lot of them wow. then I went to Africa. Then I went to Africa and interviewed all of them in Africa and a whole bunch of more witnesses, six, seven, eight in Africa. Um, and then Judy Bates, gave her little statement who was the headmistress now the headmistress was a teacher at the time um and we had to present the whole story with even with the children back then and today in like 10 minutes <laughs> that's incredible that's a lot of work for 10 minutes of, of, of footage kidding. I, I, I think we spent thousands of hours editing just that one 10 minute section. But what I'm, an I'm adventure. Exactly. I mean, going, you went to Africa. I mean, that that's an adventure in and of itself. How did you even track these people down? Well, we had, so it, it happens piecemeal, but, uh, Randall Nickerson was, was really great. We, um, we talked in 2007. I think we started sticking our teeth into it in like 2012, 2013, something like that. And he was making his film. And I said, look, you know, we, I only want to do a segment on it, like a 10-minute segment. You're doing a total documentary on it. And honestly, I think that my film will help uh, raise awareness for your, for your movie. And I think that it'll make it that much more palatable, palatable to mainstream that can see all this evidence building up to that, that encounter. And so he was really helpful. And, and uh, he, he'd been working with these guys for some time. And uh, he... And I said, look, we'll fly, we'll locate these witnesses today, fly them in on my dime. I'll raise the money. You can have full access to them while they're here for your movie. And, uh, and that's, that's how we did it. And then, um, and then the Africa thing, um, I was approached, uh, but I wanted to go to Africa, but I was approached by the travel channel, this show called, um, it's with Josh, Josh Gates. I think it's called uh, 
something unknown, expedition unknown, I believe. But anyway, they contacted me and they wanted me to, you know, they wanted to do some something on that on that case in Africa. And I was like, no, I'm actually doing my own movie. I'm not interested. And they kept coming back to me and back to me. And I think after like, you know, uh, the fifth or sixth time, I was like, look, guys, I don't think you understood me the first, second, third time, but I'm not doing this. I have no interest in doing that. I'm doing my own thing. And, you know, and then they said, what is it going to take? What would it take? We're doing this story with or without you, but we'd really like you to be there. I'll tell you what, we're going to be there with more of this film. The story behind the phenomenon from James Fox. We've got more to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Mortgage rates have dropped 25%, the lowest mortgage rates in years. So maybe you should drop everything and call Zoom Refi. Refinance your home now and slash your mortgage payments. Take cash out and save maybe hundreds of dollars every month. Zoom Refi mortgage rates are super low. Zoom Refi closing costs are super low. And Zoom, we approve you right over the phone, even for no income check loans. Big drop in mortgage rates. Big opportunity for you to save money. Call Zoom Refi. Today, 888-291-9729, 888-291-9729. Save on mortgage payments, save on closing costs. Call Zoom Refi, 888-291-9729. Advertising by marketing entity Zoom Refi. Zoom Refi is not a bank or financial company. Calls and other inquiries may be forwarded to third-party lenders who are solely responsible for reviewing, approving, and servicing any loan. Zoom Refi is not affiliated with any state or federal agency and does not provide mortgage advice or help. No income check loans are for investment properties only, and income must be sufficient to service debt. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Just listen to what Wayne has to say. Extendovite. I have uh, been taking it for about two years, and I had uh, really bad heart palpitations. And since I've been taking it, I don't have any major episodes at all anymore. I'm 76 years old, and I still play competitive basketball. Well, of course, I've taken care of myself really good since I was 60, but... Um, Extendivite really helped the blood pressure, 
really helped the, I used to get really bad episodes of heart palpitations, just skipping beats and double beats. But also I wanted to tell you that I really appreciate your broadcast. They're just uh, really refreshing. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with this is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. James Fox telling the story of his travels, I guess, around the world to put this film together. Go ahead, please. Oh, yeah. So what would it take? And I said, I rattled off this whole list of things, including having a bunch of cash when I got there. And, you know, fly me in. I want to stay there 11 days after I'm whatever shooting I'm doing for you guys. I want full access to all the people that you dug up. I want access to the school, drone footage over the school. I was expecting them to say, you're out of your mind, you know, but they, they said, done. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. What did you do? You must have fell on the floor. Yeah, no, it was great. But I wanted to go anyway, you know. Yeah. I was going to go on my, on my own with my own crew. But I'll, I'll tell you another story. This this kills me, and I can barely talk about it. Honestly, I, I can barely talk about it. I'm going to do my best. So one of the production people on the crew for Expedition Unknown was a woman, and she said um, she, she was a, a ground, what do you call you know, liaison, like helping out with everything on the ground. She was a local. And anyway, she picked me up at the airport. She was driving me to different locations. And she was just doing all kinds of stuff involved with the production. And uh, she goes, you know, my husband was friends with the BBC correspondent during the 90s that covered this, this whole case. And before this guy, I think his name was Tim Leach, before he went back to England, he left these, these broadcast tapes with my husband. And I'm not sure if you're interested or not, but I said, yeah, I'm absolutely interested. He's been sitting on them for the better part. I think it was like 20 years or more, more than that. So uh, I said, yes, I'm interested completely. They were like on a, on a kind of an odd format, definitely a professional format. I'm trying to remember. It was not mini DV. It was something bigger, like maybe DV cam or something. And I had like four or five of them. She or he wanted, I think like $500 cash for him, but, you can't get cash in Zimbabwe, and I had a minimum amount of cash that I needed to pay the work crew. So I kind of made a deal with the production crew that, hey, I want these tapes. Let's put the price or whatever. They took the tapes back, and then I found out, and then I tried to get them. When I got back from, from Africa, I, I, I called the production house, and I said, hey, you know, oh, yeah, we threw those tapes out. I said, you what? Oh, yeah, because uh, we found out that, you know, legal was really worried about, you know, the origin and 
and signing off. And yeah, we couldn't use them. We tossed them out. I just couldn't believe it. And I had held them in my hand. And what was on those tapes, I have no idea. What, could it have been more of what's always, already been released? At this point, we'll probably never know. It's that almost was, worse not knowing than, <laughs> they, uh, you know. Uh, it, it, I, I'm having a hard time just telling you guys the story. It, it was that bad. Uh, anyway. But, yeah, but I did come home with some wonderful stuff, as as um, Gene can tell you. I mean, going to Africa was paramount. I mean, going to the landing site, going to the school, meeting Judy Bates, meeting the the additional witnesses, the children now young adults or, you know, or late 20s, early 30s. And at the actual spot, there's nothing like going to the actual spot with the witnesses. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite cases. But you've you take- South America. Yeah, you've taken an interest in uh, children and UFOs in other countries as well. If I recall, if I'm recalling correctly, uh, you also went to Australia to uh, check out the uh, Westall case. You know, Paula Harris. Thank you, Paula. Put me in touch. Introduced me to James Rigney, and eventually uh, Shane Ryan, who done that, who did a film on the Westall incident. Did, did a great film on it. And, uh, and again, that was one of those cases when I first heard it, I thought, you know, come on, man, like how could a UFO land at broad daylight with hundreds of witnesses and not make a splash around the world? Like you can't cover up an event with that many witnesses in broad daylight. Like it just seems too, you know, it doesn't seem possible. And I came at that case, you know, really dubious and, um, Boy, was I proved wrong. My God, that case. That was more witnesses than Rua. That was like uh, almost 400. I think there was 375 kids and teachers standing outside right around 1030 a.m. in 1966 at a, at a school outside of Melbourne, Westall Primary School. And um, that was a fascinating. I met the kids as adults. It was, they were talking about it like it happened yesterday. And then, you know, going to meet the, the the professor that went silent for 50 years and getting him to go on the record. People don't know how I got that to happen, but I had researchers tell me when I got to Australia, don't even bother trying to contact this guy. He'll never talk. Well, I did the same technique that I did with uh, Governor Symington in 19, you remember the 1997 mass flyover in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And that was, instead of me as a reporter approaching him, what about his, his former constituents, his friends, you know, and having them talk to them. So I made all these statements on tape, and then I played them for him live while the cameras were rolling. That's what I did with this, this professor, and I'm not going to say his name, but um, I, I got statements from, his, from, um, from the witnesses that were standing next to him 50 years later and saying, making a plea with him, why have you not? supported us you were standing next to us during this whole sighting you know you left us as kids out there to on our own you know and not had our back kind of thing and over and over i mean i must have so what did he say i mean do we have some of this in the phenomena as well uh i didn't not the part of getting him to agree to, to do a, an interview but oh no he confirmed the whole thing he said that he had visitors at his house two days later men in suits and basically saying your your career is over if you if you go public with this you didn't see it it didn't happen and you're going to shut your pie holes basically what happened wow 
like uh, MIB or or military? Or did, uh, was he well, able to tell? Well, one was in plain suit, a plain dark suit, and the other one had stripes on his on his jacket on his um, uh, sleeve. I don't think okay. I left that part in. But in but in any case, very compelling. I mean, Gene, you heard the testimony from the teacher. Yes, indeed. In Australia, right? Very, very, very good footage. Yeah, really good, compelling testimony. I mean, the guy's like so intelligent. He's a science professor, you know. And hearing him, he's like, you know, with all my understanding of physics and science, I could not explain what I what we witnessed. But it was there. It was real. And then he even described it landing, and the students jumping the fence and going over and investigating. I mean, this one of the women women uh, that I, you know, the students that now, uh, was a woman probably in her, I don't know, late 50s or early 60s, uh, she got up within like 10 feet, 10, 10, 10 to 12 feet of this thing as it was sitting on the ground. It's amazing. That amazing. is amazing. amazing. That, is, that is totally amazing. Uh, before we, you know, before we end the segment with you, uh, we got to know if you've actually had an experience yourself as well. Uh, uh, I don't really like talking about it, but yes, I, I've had an experience and I had a witness with me, uh, Lisa Reinhardt. And we'll talk a bit more about that as far as James Fox wants to go. But we've got a couple more segments to spend with him, with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The House passed a coronavirus aid package, sending it on to the Senate just hours after President Trump declared the pandemic a national emergency. It was back in May of 2018 that the White House abandoned the pandemic office. Officials who work there say the U.S. has lost valuable time in dealing with the outbreak. The president was asked about it during a press briefing. When you say me, I didn't do it. Uh, we have a group of people. I could, I could ask perhaps my administration, but I could perhaps ask Tony about that because uh, I don't know anything about it. The White House says President Trump has tested negative for the coronavirus. He told reporters at a White House briefing he's had his temperature taken and it was normal. The mayor of Miami Francis Suarez confirmed that he tested positive for COVID-19. I immediately uh, self-quarantined. 
This is USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So you don't want to talk about this experience, James Fox, but can we push you, persuade you to say a few more things? Well, here's the thing. I didn't talk about it for about 20 years. I mean, I did after it happened, and honestly, I had bumped into my ex-girlfriend the better part of 20 years after the incident, the, the encounter. Had I not bumped into her in some obscure place, she was married with a kid, and and I it was just totally random. And I said, Lisa, my God, do you remember? You know, and she goes, yeah, of course I do. I said, what do you remember, you know, that she told me? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I remember. But had I not bumped into her 20 years later and talked about it, I probably would have just forgotten about it. I would, I probably would have just assumed it didn't happen or I don't know. The weird part was, is it wasn't so much what we saw was like, Hey, we saw a flying saucer land. We saw an orb of light, a little smaller than a Volkswagen bug. I would say probably, you know, the older ones, smaller than that, about that shape too, hovering out our bedroom window. But that wasn't the crazy part. The crazy part was, she looked at me, and it was about midnight, and she goes, what the F is that? And I said, I don't know, but whatever it is, it knows we're looking at it. And she said, yeah, I feel that too. Close the blinds. 
That is so it. amazing. Uh, I'm actually getting some chills listening to this because my old girlfriend from high school and I had a very similar experience. I described it almost identically to the way you just talked about the VW bug thing. Like I usually, yeah. I usually say it's like you took one and stacked them together so it looked like a ball. So you had one mm-hmm. on top of the other upside down, and we saw it off in the distance, this glowing orb thing. And there is no way that this thing was anything from this world. And we had that, and I hardly ever say this too. So, you know, you disclose, I'll I'll say, look, we had this sensation too, the same thing that it knew we were watching it. That is so wild. Isn't that creepy? And and then she said, close the blinds. And so I jumped up in my haste. I was scared, man. I'm not going to lie. I jumped up and I ripped the blinds off the wall. And I go to the floor, and I'm in my underwear, fumbling about with the blinds, trying to get them attached back on the wall. Finally get them closed, and then we said they're clutching each other in bed. And, and I don't know, how many minutes? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Maybe less? I'm not entirely sure. She's like, I wonder if it's still there. And so I peeked through the curtain. It was not there anymore. But it was close enough, but it looked like you could have hit it with a rock, as, a, as this, was, this would look like to me. Like it could have been bigger and further away i don't know but that's what it looked like thanks so much for sharing that that is absolutely amazing it's uh i mean i'm i'm having visions of the thing that we saw back in uh my teen years uh just listening to you describe your experience so i in other words i don't need to ask you if you're a believer you know yeah you know it's really funny (laughs) i gotta ask that question i get asked that question all the time well, I remember this guy coming up to me in the community and he looked at me and he's like, you know, starts laughing and he goes, you don't actually believe in any of this. Beep. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, of course not. I'm just in it for the money. And of course, at the time I was absolutely penniless. <laughs> he's like, oh, good. Okay. That makes me feel better. You know? So I've gotten a lot of flack for, yeah, I got it from my own family for a long time. Of course, they're, they're not, they're not laughing anymore. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally used to that. And I think the climate is changing as well. You know, people are feeling more comfortable to talk openly about this topic. And that's, and that's something that I've witnessed in my, you know, I'm sure you've been involved with this a lot longer than I have. But in my 26, 27 years of, of researching the phenomenon and doing my films, um, it, it seems to be a shift uh, and quite a big one. Now, the big surprise I had was going back to a 2016 campaign. Hillary Clinton goes on a couple of the nighttime talk shows on TV. And she's talking about this just straight on. And she says, no, they're not UFOs anymore. They're UAPs. She mentions, of course, her associate, John Podesta, who wrote the introduction to Leslie Kane's UFO book. And she's talking about straight ahead. And this is clearly something she'd like to get to the bottom of if she were to become president. I mean, this was serious. A politician in a very sensitive campaign. Why would she bring this up? Why indeed? Think about it, folks. What did she have to gain? And I thought, you know what? Wait till Donald Trump latches on to this. And he said, you know, he said nothing yeah yeah but it was kind of surprised me because you know with the front page of the new york times and the, all the the media coverage on fox news and on cnn and uh you know the pilots talking about it the footage being acknowledged from the navy 
and it's an ongoing, you know, thing. I mean, it's not just like a, a single event. Um, I was kind of surprised that that because if anyone, you know, would be ballsy enough, you'd think it would be Trump. But uh, I was surprised that yeah, nothing, nothing was said or done. It's kind of a little disappointed. I'm hoping that you know this film being in theaters, let's hope the coronavirus scare subsides because no one's going to want to go to a theater when this coronavirus scare going on. But I'm hoping you know, and and funny enough, you know that. Our film was supposed to be released in March, and then it got bumped to June. Then it was July, and I was still working on because the, the, everyone's like, "Well, why is the film getting released so late?" I said, "Well, I have to actually deliver a film. You can sign a contract and make a deal with a distributor, and that's all fine and dandy. But until they actually have the goods in their hand and to get the goods, making deliverables, I don't think people understand like what goes into." You know, you don't just complete a film. You have to deliver that film and all the different versions and the and the color correction. Black levels need to be a certain way. The white levels need to be a certain way. The audio needs to be a split track, stereo mix, 5.1, Dolby, surround mix, short version, long version, texted version, textless version. Like, I mean, this goes on and on and on. It's, it's really hard and really time-consuming, and especially with the Dolby surround mix. So. So I opted on, you know, obviously you want to do it right. I mean, you know, you don't know. This could be my last really big opportunity, and I, want to, I don't want to let myself down or anybody else. But had I not done that, the film would have been slated to be released in June, March, June. And they bumped it forward. Because once, once they actually have the film in their possession, they want at least five months planning rollout. In other words, they're not going to, put all the pieces together for a release in theaters until they've seen the finished product. You know, it's one thing to talk about it, but to commit to it, they need to have that film in their hand completed. And that's why we got bumped forward, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Let me ask you a technical question here though. These days, everything is digital, not physical film. So what do you actually deliver to the distributor? in terms of the physical drive. device or object? Yeah, so they, they would get, uh, you know, everybody's slightly different, but, you know, the last film, big UFO film I did on tapes, and it was right on the cusp of going completely digital. We even said to, to A&E, we're like, why are you guys wanting this stuff on tapes? This is a nightmare making these tapes. When you're just going to redigitize it to play, you know, to broadcast. Oh, that's just the way we do it. You know, it's like, oh, this is antiquated system. Why are we doing it this way? Well, this is all digital now. So they'll request a very specific export and very large export. Like each version of the film took up 125 gigs and we have at least five versions. And I think we might've doubled up even on 10. And then, um, and then you've got all the stems. I think there was 500 gigabytes in stems, which is the sound mix and all those, those different versions. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, man. A, a lot of work. Just the color correction alone is a lot of work. People really don't know, understand, like, what goes into making a good film, a broadcastable film. I mean, work, man. Uh, so, this was, so this film was already supposed to be in theaters. Uh, when, when, are we go- when do you expect that we will be able to get to see it? And this SARS, not SARS, but this COVID-19 thing is really, yeah, it's really inconvenient, isn't it? He's going to answer yeah, that question so- in the final segment. We spend with James Fox, Gina, and Randall. You're in the Paracast.
listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer happens to die in oxygen. 
The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, the question here is, when can I go to the local movieplex or whatever to see the phenomenon? Uh, the phenomenon is coming out in, in early September. And there's a big secret that I just found out that's going to be a huge promotion. And all I can say is it involves Steven Spielberg. So I'll leave it at that. But it's coming out in September, and it's, it's going to be very exciting. So it will be a theatrical release, and then what's going to happen? It'll go on to Netflix or HBO or something? So HBO, Stars, Discovery, Netflix, all these other, Amazon, they're all buying for it now but we're holding off until we get a you know we, we want to get a, as good of a deal as we could possibly get but yeah no it'll it'll hit the digital it'll be everywhere it, it'll be it'll be global it'll be everywhere there's no question of that so everyone who's seen it in fact i had to, to, to i had the distributor sent me a text the other day he goes i'm in the screening room in new york and there's guys from netflix and disney and da 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 he goes, they're literally, he looked at, he texted me, he goes, literally their jaws are on the floor. Because I think, like, a lot of these executives are like, oh, yeah, another cute little fluffy UFO flick, you know. Oh, cool, that stuff sells well. Uh, they always have to screen it and watch these things. I don't think they were expecting something this serious at this level of production. I, and that, that's exciting, you know. I mean, that's what we want. We want mainstream to be blown away. Understand when you see this film, it's not Michael Moore with a political agenda. It is straight ahead reporting. What happened? No editorializing. The opinions come from the people being interviewed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only way to do it. Again, I know I've said this before. I sound like a broken record. I'm not just tooting my own horn. I'm tooting the horn of all people that were involved in this production. And there were a lot of people. Uh, they're in the credits, you know, I, too many people to list, but magic happened the stars aligned and and uh, the phenomenon came to fruition and it was the hardest thing i've ever been involved with times 100 million and a piece of me died making this film and i'm not trying to sound uh, melodramatic I, I really mean that it, it took a lot out of me so well, you're going for the say, rescuer now right i'm actually editing a short little film on a winemaker that i shot 26 years ago i keep telling the guy i'm going to get to it but i'm so busy and <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't believe you. I've heard that for 26 years. I'm like, no, I'm doing it now. So I'm actually editing a short little piece on, on, a, on a local winemaker. It turned out to be quite a famous winemaker. His name is Sean Thackeray. He, uh, he sells wines, and he himself had a really dramatic encounter with a flying saucer when he was 15 years old with his buddy. Coincident, he doesn't talk about UFOs. He doesn't mention UFOs, you know, but I got that out of him. His wines are made out of star constellations. They're named after star constellations. Oh, wow. Orion, that is actually Lady, so Orion. cool. <laughs> Isn't that great? His wine is amazing. Amazing. It's, yeah. And one day I just asked him, I was like, wait a minute, Sean, did you? 
He goes, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That is. That's awesome. So, Gene, was the film better than what you expected? Was it what you expected? What was it? I went into it with absolutely no expectations, whatever. I am serious. I didn't consider anything. I say, oh, here it is. Let me watch it. And I think that's the best way with something like this. Don't assume it was going to be. Just go into it and let it happen. And just watching again the history of the modern UFO field, especially through the eyes of someone like Jacques Vallée, was really, really yeah. a fascinating journey because that's where it becomes interesting because he's like a centerpiece of the film. And then, of course, we have the children and the interviews towards the end. I don't want to say so many things in terms of spoilers, but it's a professional production. It doesn't do fancy special effects or anything. It's straight ahead. A lot of vintage video, like watching Mike Wallace interview Major Donald Kehoe in the mid-1950s when Kehoe was famous. Watching the elder Al Chop, who was like the spokesperson for Project Blue Book and one of the key contacts for Major Kehoe, watching the elder Al Chop recall what happened way back when. People like that, just remembering 50, 60 years later, the interactions they had. And also, you don't spend tons of time on Roswell. <laughs> yeah, I know. You see the way we did it, though? why we did it. We, we covered the Rockefeller Initiative, and that led us to Roswell, so we had to cover it. And I had to assume those watching, and keep in mind, guys, I didn't direct this to people like ourselves. This film was designed to be presented to a, a much uh, less informed audience and to, you know, make this palatable uh, on, a, on a big scale. Roswell came up I know it's a hot button issue or a hot potato issue, and people are kind of want to avoid it. It's got a lot of baggage. It's like Area 51, right? But the way we approached it, I felt comfortable, and Jacques felt comfortable. And it came up as one of the cases that Lawrence targeted the Clinton administration to go after. Podesta talks about it. We've got the letters from Sheila Widnall, Secretary of the Air Force. And I said, all right, we're going to dig up just the people who were there, hear what they have to say, and then move on. Listen, you know, from my perspective, uh, I've been a long time in ufology, and one of the things that we hear a lot is when these productions come out, it's like, oh, it's over-dramatized, uh, the characters aren't realistic, they're not believable, you know, they're, they're not like they were. We want to see something that reflects reality. And what you've done is it sounds like you've done that. And I, for one, appreciate it. I'll be at the box office and I'll be buying the DVD when it comes out. Simple as that. <laughs> well, I will gladly give you guys complimentary signed DVDs if you want. <laughs> you don't have to feel like you have to do that. But I, I do appreciate that very much. And, and I do appreciate, Gene, you have me on. You know, I'm not really, I told the distributors I'm getting lots of requests. I'm in repair mode right now. You know, I, I know I've said this earlier and I've, probably a couple of times, but this film really, really took it out of me. I'm not just saying that. This was a monumental effort. And I'm very pleased with the end result. But I am not whole right now. And I need to make myself whole. I'm hiking every day. I'm trying to eat well. I'm trying to get some sleep. I've been sleep deprived for five years. The financial stress, the burden of carrying this on your shoulders for so long. 
You know, you don't punch a clock out at the end of the day and just have it off your mind. I was going to sleep with it, dreaming about it, waking up stressing about it all day. It was like trying to get the witnesses, trying to get the archival footage, trying to assemble it in a way that's going to be compelling, different, yet exciting, accurate. You know, running out of money all the time. Yeah, you can have financial backwards and you tell them how much it's going to be and they're like, okay. And then it's like four times that and they're done. You know, you have to go to another financial backer. And it's just like constantly, constantly, 24-7. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm not. I just, it's just the reality of it. Well, I mean, it takes an amazing amount of drive. There's no doubt about it. I'm in recoup mode right now. I'm trying to get my body back, my mind back my life back really you know spend more time with my son and you know i went out to breakfast with my wife this morning my my partner rebecca she was looking at me like oh my gosh you know this is amazing <laughs> who is this guy who's this guy sitting across from me i bet that was it yeah hey, yeah okay can you tell our listeners that they want to know more about the phenomenon where do they yeah, check so it out we're taking a couple months you know just doing intermittent stuff but basically we're going to hit uh, publicity very hard uh, three to four months prior to release date the trailer if you google the phenomenon the film or just the phenomenon you'll get the trailer um, that's going to be playing in theaters with quotes from all different types of people that we're putting together now in july in late july and i will be making more announcements on my facebook page but there will be lots of announcements made in the ufo community there will be no 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 shortage of that and we'll have James back when he recovers a bit more. Okay. You can find us, by the way, if you go to Twitter, look for the Paracast, look for the Paracast on Facebook. We also offer a place where you can get branded merchandise for the Paracast listeners. Go to the Paracast.shop, the Paracast.shop for more about that. And we also offer an enhanced ad-free version of this show, free of the network ads, of course, and the After the Paracast podcast to learn more about that. And we've got a special, special sale now. You can save 40% and more. Go to the Paracast.plus. Go to the Paracast.plus to check it out. So coming up for air, James Fox, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you having me on. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. 